The military-industrial complex doesn't care about us. We need to stop sending our children to war and dying for the bankers and elites. The medical-industrial complex does not care about us. They need us sick and weak, so we can be patients for life. Stop taking their poison. The education system is merely an indoctrination program designed to supply the elites with obedient workers and turn over as much profit as possible at our expense. Let's turn off the television, put down the phone. Let's take our country back. Thanks for being one of us. You are listening to the Conspiracy Soldiers Podcast. All right, what's up, ladies and germs? Welcome back to the show. So earlier this week, me and Julio interviewed Heidi Love from the Unfiltered Rise podcast. She's an ex-Mormon. She's a nurse. Uh, she knows, She talks a lot. We didn't get to talk that much. <laughs> so... She's got a lot of good information and uh, probably going to have her back on. So, yeah. So, th- this is the, this is our show for this week. All right. Thanks for listening. Altered Rise again with Heidi Love. And today I have with me some guests. Would you like to introduce yourself? Go ahead. <laughs> garlic shy. Parm. This is Garlic Parm for Julio. <laughs> <laughs> From the uh, Conspiracy Soldiers podcast. Yeah. Glad to be on here. Thank you very much, Heidi. Yes. Thank yeah, you. we're excited to talk to you. My name I'm is Fox. Glad to talk to you guys. Right. My name is Fox. I'm here. I'm, you know, Conspiracy Soldiers podcast. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you want to talk about? Um, you want to know about the Mormons? Or do you do you have uh, questions for me about Mormons? <laughs> Or yeah. we can do no no agenda. I don't care either way. <laughs> you know what though? I wrote some stuff down because you've been on a lot of podcasts lately and I heard I keep hearing you off and on. Yeah. But I heard I'm been my, I've been hitting the uh circuit or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good though, right? Yeah, it's weird. I like you go from like a mom that's just at home, like that does normal stuff and the next thing you know like you're on podcasts so right right <laughs> i never knew <laughs> it's all yeah, good you're, you're on like yeah. different podcasts just like opening minds opening eyes on i hope topics. so <laughs> i want to i want to open people's minds my main goal is get them out of mormonism if they are in it help them find god um find out churches and buildings and find God themselves like that's yeah. like my main I don't know that's for me anyway but right not if you go to a building that's fine but God lives a lot of places you know yeah true it is so what's some questions you got for me I'm, I'm intrigued um I was kind of interested I heard you talking about there's kind of a and I've heard it in one other place before too but there's like a correlation between rh negative blood and like maybe nephilim maybe yes i had kind of a we had a podcast and it went really deep into like she really feels that it is the thing i feel it could be the thing i'm more of the um 
like, of course, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I always say this may be a thing. I never know because we don't know, but I will tell you this. There was no RH negative blood. I think the year was 1946 when the first one was. I got to look because I don't want to quote it wrong. But all of a sudden it came out of nowhere. Like it just popped up and and that's weird like you don't just yeah. have blood types pop up you know so my grandma my great grandma used to tease and say she was part nephilim because she had this weird rh blood and we always were like oh yeah haha ha. and i never knew what that really meant like i was like what does that mean you know yeah. and i didn't even know what a nephilim was and so I just was like, okay. And then my mom was like, oh, that, so it's 1937 was the first discovery of this new blood type, which really isn't that long ago. I mean, think about like, that's like not that long ago, grandparents, you know? Right. And so my grandma would always joke, like I said, and say, oh, it's angels. Nobody ever told me this was fallen angels, not a good idea, all these things. So I was like, yeah, I'm an angel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I always thought like, yeah, but no, it's bad. It's all bad, but my grandma actually um, didn't know she had it until way later. And that's why they started implementing blood tests before you could get married because my grandma married a positive man and she was negative. So her body kept um, just throwing out the pregnancy. She had multiple miscarriages, but then she had multiple pregnancies where they didn't know back then, because this is my great grandma, that she had been blood poisoned because her baby died inside of her like months before oh, yeah and she almost died she dang near died and i actually think that's what cured her from being going through this again because a lot of times if you can get the woman past one baby that's born that's positive and their blood crosses at some point during birth and all these other things then then their body has a little bit of it in their system it's kind of like allergy shots you know you give them a little bit, you give them a little bit, you give them a little bit, eventually they get used to it. Huh. So she was able to have a whole bunch of kids after my grandma because of that boy, I believe, dying right before my grandma. And, and I mean, she had had, I don't even know how many problems with miscarriages and, and like full blown, like babies, like eight, nine months, baby, you know, dying. Huh. It was really sad. But now they have shots for this the Rogam yeah, shot, yeah. but it does make you really wonder like what on earth were they doing to have this just pop up? And why is it mostly, you know, there was no African people with it. And it really makes you wonder because you know, the orphan trains were going on in the end of the 1890s to the early 1900s. Okay. Then your first babies off the orphan train are having babies like what in their twenties, maybe. So that's like right around the same time frame. And it made my brain like almost explode because I was like, what if, what if they did this on purpose with like Nephilim genetics? Not full, because you couldn't do that, right? But like, what if right. they were messing with it a little bit? And they had all these kids on these orphan trains. And they didn't know where their parents were. You know, it's not like there was 100,000 kids. A quarter million kids hmm. in America only all white, no brown, no black loud. And where does the blood type show up? In the white people. That's weird. I'm just saying that's. Are you negative? I'm not. 
I am. But I got, I got the weird uh, the eyes and all this because the lady told me that I interviewed right in the middle of our interview. She's like, and Heidi looks like a Nephilim. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Charissa. <laughs> she, she runs Kadosh Life. She's like, and Heidi stays. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, okay, that's crazy. I didn't know we were going that far in. I thought we were talking conspiracies. But she was like, and she's an Ephilim. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, maybe. well, maybe. But that's scary. It does make me wonder about Joseph Smith and, you know, my conjecture on him. Like, I definitely believe he was up to something with angels and not good ones. Was, so, yeah. Wasn't he like um so he was like known around town to be like a you know like like a slickster and stuff like like Oh, he, he was yeah. Get, he get arrested so and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did get arrested. He was um he was what I would maybe say a snake oil salesman maybe back yeah, in the day. Exactly. He kept saying yeah that he could find treasure but his family you know, they said they could find treasure too. And the whole thing was, was because they were in the faculty of a BRAC. And there are quotes from his mom saying that. So a BRAC is a Braxis, which is a demon. And so I do think they were into some weird stuff. She was Scottish. And, you know, it would make sense that he spent more time with the mom because he got, he got sick when he was little. Yeah, and I remember. he had typhoid fever. Yeah. And so... But they were bad at treasure hunting. Long story short, they were a magical family. They were known for magical things. But eventually, somebody called them out on it and was like, you suck at this. I'm going to sue you. <laughs> and so that's why we have such great information because people say, well, that's hearsay. I'm like, well, it's an affidavit in a court of law. Like, that's a yeah. lot different, you know? So yeah. kind of funny. It's a yeah. lot different from any of the other religions that we have. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got no documentation. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, they all start kind of similar, and I, I kind of bring this up a lot, is uh, Muhammad saw an angel, wrote a book, it becomes a religion. You know, Joseph Smith saw angels, wrote a book, it becomes a religion. Uh, John D. saw angels, wrote a lot of books. They became a lot of religions. Aleister Crowley, he wouldn't have liked an angel. He saw an alien, so he wrote a book, and it became Thelema. <laughs> So this is like a really common thing, right. you know. L. Ron Hubbard wrote a book. Yep, and it, and it always has some sexual weirdness with it. Always. Yeah. So Muhammad and Joseph kept it to just polygamy, and they were like, "No, nah, it's okay because uh, we're married uh, to all these women, but not, you know, not really. But yeah, we are." And so then theirs was the least of the offense. Then we go to Crowley and Hubbard and all those guys at the worst of the offense. So, yeah, somewhere in between there is the others. But John D. raised a kid that wasn't even his for most of it, almost his whole life until the kid died. So, because his scry slept with his wife, they wife swapped and she got pregnant. So. You talking <laughs> about Edward Kelly? Yep, yep. Okay. Edward yeah. Kelly's son. It was his son, probably not John D.'s. There's no proof of that, but they say he looked just like him. So, <laughs> yeah, sad. That's a sad deal. I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah, stare at that kid every day. Right. <laughs> Be like, oh my gosh, that was a bad idea. Hopefully, he was good. And then, <laughs> and then, most of the religions started with like some kind of flood too. Almost every one of them. 
I think I think the Maybe. flood actually did happen. I think that most uh, me um, too. even not not religions. I think there's a lot of evidence that there was definitely a flood. I, I absolutely believe there's even indigenous people that don't have religion that say there's floods. So they might not say it came from God, but you know, there's evidence of at least a, a flood, you know. I think there was mud floods too, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yep, I don't think that Mormon temple was uh, built. I think that Mormon temple was already here. And if you go look at it, it looked like Solomon's temple with like a flat, and then they added the top to it. it there's no way. John Levi did a whole thing on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like him. He's on YouTube, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how you get in touch with that one, but... He he's like the the man when it comes to Tartaria, and he went to he's from Utah, so he went there, and when they were excavating the temple, saying they were making it earthquake proof, right? <laughs> they were digging something up. That's what right, really yeah. I'm sure. And the construction people said they had gone down four more floors, and that the temple was at least four more beneath. And so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think. Built that. I think that's why they said this is a place. Who else would come here to this area? Like if you if you ever came out to Utah, where are you guys from? Back east, right? We're in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. So you got you got hills. We got these giant mountains. It's like not a habitable place. And then we've got desert. And then we've got a lake. And it looks great, but it's full of salt. Just it's got five times more salt in it than the ocean. Like Whoa. nothing can live in it. Like so you, only so it's not consumable? It's not. It doesn't even host hardly any, very few wildlife even. Wow, I didn't it. know anything about that. That's crazy. So, yeah, the Great Salt Lake. And so, I mean, like why would you pick there if you don't have a water source? Like back in the day. You know, nowadays it's whatever. But like back then, no way. The winters suck. The summers suck. Like right. it, It's just rough. I mean, there's no way you'd want to live here for if you were farmers or something, you know. Huh. But I think they saw something they liked. That's my guess. Right. Like that building. <laughs> or like uh, maybe like ley lines or some shit like that, too. It could have oh, been for a, sure. a, a cult stuff, you know. Well, they're definitely weird. They're on some weird ley lines. Somebody was telling. I think it was on the cult of conspiracy mm. they were saying. But yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, Brigham Young, he was the second prophet and he was a nightmare. He was just like the worst ever thing. And But the thing is, they have to support him because if they don't, their whole religion goes out the door right. because then it dies with Joseph, you know, Yeah. I or mean, they have to go back to his son. <clears throat> yeah, you can talk about how, how dirty um, Joseph Smith was and he was... He was slick and all that, but then Brigham Young, man, he did some terrible things. Oh. oh, he was he was so racist. He was like he he literally gave speeches about like it's better to if you find your wife in bed with somebody that's black, it's better to put a spear through both of them than let them live. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> How do you uphold that? How do you be the church now and then be like, oh yeah? It's totally fine. 
totally good. But I mean, really, to be honest, like back in the day, they probably did that, said that stuff in Christian churches too, man. You know, like back yeah, in the old probably. times. I'm just saying. You well, know, times change. You know, here's the thing. They get a little bit of leeway, though, in a Christian church because they're not hearing that from God. Whereas Joseph Smith and Brigham Young say they hear directly from God. Okay. And they're getting divine revelation. So whenever I I talk to people about the church back in the day, I'm like, hey, what about this messed up crap? Like, what about this? And they're like, well, He's only a man. I'm like, wait, I thought you said he was the prophet and that God talks to him. But then if he does something wrong, he's only a man. They got like a double edged sword there. And I'm like, wait a minute, which one is it? You know, and that's how they get out of stuff. To be honest, it's hard. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hard to put trust in a lot in a lot of these uh, religions for me. But it's just because I'm, I'm skeptic. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, I, I have questions about, like, you know, Jesus' name was Yeshua. Why did they change it to, you know, why are they telling us to call him Jesus now? Because, you know, they got these, uh, these uh, some of these dark societies have these word magic and stuff like that. I just, I'm not saying it's not true or it is true. I'm just saying I have questions about that. You know, it makes me wonder why. Why yeah. they call in that? I think it was like the Redeemer. I think it means, let's see, his real name was one without, completely without uh, any vowels because they didn't have vowels. Yeah, Yah saves. It means um, he saves. So it, that's why they call him Jesus. But his real name before Yeshua was even, uh, it was like YT. H something it's weird it's like no like YHWH no or something like that or maybe that yeah, was God it's some weird yeah. yeah it's a weird thing because they didn't have vowels so it it just looks crazy and I think people couldn't pronounce it so they were like uh he's he's the savior so that's why they say yeah. Jesus for savior yeah because like I know, that one. <laughs> I know Christ Christ is the uh, I think the Hebrew word is like Christos or something like that and it means like the chosen one or something like that. So, you know, I don't so even, makes sense. yeah. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying about word magic too. Like it's hard with word magic. Cause you never know. Like I've read a lot of things. Like even when you, when you say like um, Lord instead of God. And when you say like Lord, that sometimes people say, Oh, you shouldn't say that because um, a lot of the gods like to be called Lord like the old gods, like Baal and weird things. And so I always say God now because I'm Yeah, like that. that's how I do it too. And, <laughs> and I don't, don't want to pray and nothing weird, you know. And I don't end with amen anymore because supposedly now they're saying that's a, some kind of a correlation to Amun-Ra, the sun god. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, man. It's all in your intentions, though. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're praying with good intentions, it doesn't matter who you're talking to or what you say. I don't think. You know what I mean? That's true. Hopefully, we all hope. Yeah. Because we're like, you know, I think I think he knows who his flock is, because like that whole parable, the wheat from the tares, like he knows. You know, he knows who's who when it comes time to come gather us. um, He'll know who's a wheat and who's a tear. 
you know, yeah. that's how I feel anyway. But so, uh, with the way the world is right now, I hope it ain't tomorrow. Right, right. <laughs> seems like it's getting down. Seems like it's getting down in the nitty gritty, don't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems scary. That's what I know for sure. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening tomorrow? But then you're like, are they trying to trick us? Like, right. You know, yeah. we got, yeah. yeah. Like, do they, because they have the ability to change the weather. They have the ability to make an earthquake. They have the ability to do all these things. So then you're like, hey, is it Bluebeam or is Jesus coming? Right. Like, <laughs> or is it just some kind of fear mongering to distract us from the next thing that's coming around? You know what I mean? You right. never know anymore. It's hard. What are you going to say there? Garlic? <laughs> I well, I heard that uh, the next uh, one of the next things is they're going to use religion to uh, to kind of persuade us in different ways. Like they're going to manifest God or Jesus or Muhammad up or in all the sky. Yep. To like whatever you believe in. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be whatever you believe you'll see. It's Project Bluebeam. That's what you're talking about. And yep. I, I mean, and then you have to wonder like. Okay, what what is real? Like you really that's why it says you have to have eyes to see and ears to hear because you have to be so careful. You constantly have to be praying and being like, "Hey, is this real?" Like huh. I don't I don't pray as much on my knees as I'm praying all day long. He's probably so sick of talking to me. He's like, "Shush. <laughs> 5 minutes, woman." <laughs> and then they're also going to use um, you know, like um all the data from like TikTok and Snapchat scanning our faces mm -hmm. to use that to persuade us to believe in certain things like um you know like um they could use the the image of my daughter to persuade me in a certain way mm -hmm. uh, using the image of God or Jesus or whatever yeah or dead people that you like miss I always tell people like don't yep. ever fall for that crap because that's and people say, no, no, my mom came to me last night and she wasn't evil. And I'm like, listen to me. If you believe, it doesn't matter if you believe in just evil or just God, you can't. You have to believe in both, you know, right. as above, so below. So there are people say, well, I have guardian angels. I'm like, guess what else you got? Guess what else got assigned to you at birth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and guess what? They know how your aunt Nana sounded, whatever. Like, they know. They know exactly what she was to you. They know she was your most important person or whatever. You know, they'll never require you to do the things. Like, like I look at the story with John D. It makes me kind of sad for him because he really loved God. John D. was very devoted to God, and he loved God. And he was a Christian and he just wanted knowledge more than he want. He got caught up in it, you know, but he would pray all the time. He would, he thought he was talking to actual good angels, but once he got to the point and he even said, once it got to the point where they were like, you got to swap wives, he knew that it wasn't good. Like he knew and he did it anyway. Cause at that point you're like, he did that for eight years. Like, could you imagine? That's like halfway through, probably at least. I mean, it came towards the end because they stopped right after. What an know? idiot. <laughs> right? No kidding. I mean, like, well, they should have known because, like, there were swords coming out of the book and stabbing, uh, what the was it Edward Kelly and tearing his guts out and all this weird stuff. I'm like, that doesn't really sound like God. Like, right, right. <laughs> you get away from it. Like, 
it followed and he tried to quit like four times and it, it's uh, like all these other cults that they come out with like the the you know jim jones like <laughs> well yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's i gotta admit there's a lot of uh oh, like christian God. pastors that are banging people's wives too man i don't oh, trust nobody sure. No, no, I'm I I got the Bible, and I got God. Right. And I got me. I That's got all. Family. That's all you need. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, I tell people. I told that to uh, John the Fed, and he said, "You're a pagan." I said, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, you're a pagan because you like to go to the mountains and talk to God." <laughs> I said, oh, "Isn't that what Jesus did?" I I know. I think he likes to give me crap. I was like, <laughs> Whatever. I've heard his name, but I don't remember much about him. I've heard him. I think I've heard him on a show or two. Yeah, he's been. Around, he's going around the circuit. He's pretty good. He's a good guy to talk to. Yeah, he's funny. But yeah, it's uh it's one of those things where you're like, huh, maybe. But no, I still I believe in God. I mean, I I'm not pagan. I don't believe in God. Zuh. Like right. I believe in God. Zuh. But. Yeah, I mean Mormons even they'll they'll tell you they don't even believe in one one God. They they don't believe in the Trinity. They believe in uh, God the Father, God like and Jesus Christ is His Son. God is the actual Father, and He made Jesus Christ by laying literally sexually with Mary, and huh. they believe that He was born just like any other man. He was conceived just like any other man, and the Holy Ghost is also a completely separate entity. They believe huh. in all of it separate. Yeah. So they talk about the Holy Spirit, but it's a separate thing. Yep, completely uh, separate, like almost like a person, you know, not a person, but like a completely separate entity. Yeah, hmm. they they do. They call it the Holy Ghost. They don't even call it the Holy Spirit. They call huh. it the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that that isn't that kind of standard. I mean, I'm I'm I was raised Catholic, and I mean. Even though they say it was all the same person, it was still three separate entities, and in fact, uh, it, almost got, yeah. it almost got described as um, as three states of water: liquid water, ice, and vapor. Mm-hmm. You know, I so. always I always heard the egg, and the egg makes sense to me because there's the shell, and then the white, and then the yolk. But ultimately, it's one. It's one egg. But uh-huh. they don't believe that. They literally believe that Jesus is the son, like he had a son, like it is his offspring. And not and it never comes back to him, like even if he dies and whatever, you know, because I mean ultimately he dies and goes back, and then that's when he goes back to God. But he they don't believe that. They believe they're actually separate forever. Like when G, when Joseph Smith saw the vision, he saw God the Father and the Son together two separate people mm. that's why he says that but he also had five first visions so <laughs> who knows like what you take your pick because he saw white indians too i don't even know <laughs> that sounds like an oxymoron yeah i know i'm like how did you know they were indian then <laughs> maybe he was just white <laughs> but no that, he describes some funny things and i'm like Okay, but then I'm like, well, maybe he looked native and he was an angel, so he was white. I'm like, maybe, but I mean, who knows what he saw? I don't think he was tripping. I think he was playing with some dark stuff. I think he was Hmm. up to no good and channeling no different than John D and Mr. Kelly. I think, you know, 
the the basis he got a hold of a magus somewhere i'm almost certain which makes so much sense because his mom is scottish and she's a healer so i'm almost certain he had a copy of the magus in his house from from all the teachings and it probably taught him how to summon things and that's my guess yeah because when he was sick they said all he did was lay around reading every book in the house yeah i'm saying because he didn't have nothing else to do no, and they were poor, so you you got the Bible and the Magus, and I think I think it was there. They say he didn't have it, but I'm telling you, and I kind of wonder if he had a couple others that I've seen, you know, like that were close, and they say, well, he wouldn't have had any access. Okay, hold up. His dad was a Freemason. They had access to libraries back then. Oh, yeah. The Freemasons have tons of books, you know. Okay, that was in, that was what, in the mid-1800s, right? Mm-hmm. And they're in, New York, they're in New York at that point. And Ohio is where, you guys probably have some reformed LDS people out there, I would imagine. Because, I mean, they, they did a reformation. When Joseph Smith died, um, you have the reorganized LDS church and the mainstream LDS church, and that's, so the mainstream LDS church followed Brigham Young, and they came out here to Utah. But the reorganized LDS church stayed back east in that area, in Illinois, Ohio, all these areas like New York. And and only difference was back then is his mom looked at him straight in his face probably. I'm imagining she was like, you know that polygamy thing? That wasn't a thing. And he was like, yep. Okay, mom. And so they didn't do polygamy. And but she believed in the church. You know, she still believed in it. And she swore up until the day she died. And I mean, her own son, Joseph Smith Jr. was like, Mom, you're on your deathbed. Like, wasn't dad a polygamist? And she's like, to my knowledge, he never touched another woman but me. And she freaking knew he did. Oh, she knew. She was like, she was, she was a ride or die. That one. She she wasn't going out. She kept a locket of his hair on her, like even after he died. Like she was straight in love with that dude. Like wow. a lot time. of a lot of chicks probably were. He was a cult leader, right? Right. I know it's so weird. <laughs> it's crazy. And and he wore a Jupiter talisman, and I I was like, wonder if that coincides with his birthday. You know, at first when I got into this, I thought it was about zodiac stuff, but it's not. It's it's actually something to make other people kind of like what a salesman would be. It, it like they said, if you would go in a room with him, you you couldn't leave angry with him, even if he had done you the dirtiest he'd ever done. Like you couldn't be mad at him. And so, I, I mean, obviously that talisman did its job. <laughs> they can't deny that one because his wife actually identified it on his body and said, "I want it back." So. Uh, that one's a definite, the church can't get rid of that. There's a few things the church would love to just burn and hide, but like, and that's the salamander letters too. You know, have you heard about those? No. What's that about? Oh boy. This is great. This is an awesome one. So Mark Kaufman in the eighties, this guy comes along and he's like an antiques, uh, antique letter dealer. And he's like, I have this letter that I found in an old Bible and um, it basically said that the the guy that was his second scribe, Martin Harris, was writing about how 
Joseph Smith had got a whole bunch of revelation from this salamander, a talking salamander. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So the church, he goes to the church with it and he's like, you might want to buy this because if you don't, I'm going to sell it to the reorganized church, the other one. And they're like, uh, yeah, we'll get back at you. So they do it and he keeps doing this with like multiple articles, even though he was a Mormon, he didn't believe in it. So he was like messing <laughs> with the church on purpose. And he would go to such lengths that he would like date the ink and expose it to certain like all kinds like make it look real you know so he finally gets caught and he's in jail he's still alive and but the thing is he like embarrassed church really bad because they found out it was fake they found out all this stuff like it looked really bad and my thing is i'm like wait i know this story like I read this in a book or something and I'm like, no, this is a real story, but it was about a frog. It was a toad. And I'm like, maybe if you want to flip it on a conspiratorial level, maybe they had him write that to have like revelation of the method type thing. So they knew that frog story was going to come out the toad story where the toad punched him and made him not get the the plates this is the true actual like witness testimony of his neighbor and they said he told him that so they knew that would get out so they had him write this other one and knew it was a fraud but then they double crossed him that's kind of how i feel but i mean i don't know because then he killed two people with a pipe bomb or maybe the church did i don't know and then he tried to blow himself up so uh, is a whole thing. But the weird part is, and everybody just like takes it as like, oh, that was fake. See, now if you tell them the toad story, the real one by the neighbor, they're like, no, no, that was fake. Didn't you see that was fake? I'm like, no, that was the salamander. I'm talking about the toad. And they're like, no, that was fake. So they covered it like it was beautiful. Like they've got this guy to take the fall. Now that story sounds like it's fake and it's gone, you know? And so, I mean, then dude stops talking. First, he was like chatty, chatty, chatty. Now he doesn't give any interviews. He won't speak to anyone. He won't do anything like like any kind of exposing because he tried to kill himself. He tried to kill himself in prison. 12 hours he laid on the floor. You've got at least two shift changes. Minimum one. Minimum one if they're doing 12-hour shifts. If they're doing eights. You've got one more than one, you know, one and a half, whatever. You mean, you mean he was unconscious? <laughs> he was unconscious on the floor for all this time. And he's alone. He's not in gen pop. He's locked down. He's a murderer. So, I mean, he's How like did he alone. do it? How did he try to do it? They said he had pills. And so here's my thing. Here's the funnier part. This is why I think they got him. The only thing that happened to him, he didn't die. He laid on his right arm for so long that he had permanent neurological damage to his handwriting arm and he can't write anymore. <laughs> and he's a oh. forger. <laughs> you tell me that doesn't sound a little sketchy. Yeah, that's a little bit. Yep. That's like, you know, Epstein right there. Oh, no. <laughs> they Epstein his arm. <laughs> <laughs> his arm didn't kill itself. <laughs> So uh, oh, you're a nurse, right? Yes, I'm a nurse. What kind? 
I am a mental health nurse now. I have been a nurse for 24 years. I've done all the nursing things you can do. I've done babies. I've done moms. I've delivered delivered babies. I've done ER. I've done all that stuff. And then about six years ago, my brother died of an accidental overdose. Um, and so I decided maybe I would try to help some people in mental health. And I never wanted to do it. I was always like, no way, mental health. Ugh. Everybody yeah. feels the same way about it. And now I don't because I think you can really help people. And, you know, I, I take care of veterans a lot of times or active duty military or um, CIA, NSA, FBI, people like that. There's a <laughs> lot of those out there in Utah. That's what I was about yeah. to say. <laughs> that correlated to the location. Yeah. And to right? the fact that there's no fluoride in the water. No, there is. There is. There's fluoride. There's fluoride in our water. I was asking her about that before we got on here. Yeah. It, maybe it's different counties or something, but I heard yeah, Brigham I Young. So. I don't know. Specifically I Brigham think, Young, but university. But yeah, I, I don't think know. that there's fluoride now. Maybe they didn't used to have it, but Salt Lake and Davis County, let's see, have, have mandating it for fluoride in these counties. So, but Ogden and Provo wouldn't. So where BYU is, they probably wouldn't have fluoride. Yeah. So, but we do have an FBI center, not even 15 miles from here. Big, huge FBI center. Yeah. And then they have those computers here that have to be like cooled down with tons of gallons of water, which we're in a drought state. So I don't know why they <laughs> build that here. Uh, and then they're always like, oh, look. And once they cool it down with it, it evaporates like it's not reusable. Huh. And so, I mean, when they I swear when they use that up, that's when our rivers and stuff are gone, because some years we'll have really good winter, really good everything. And they're like still a drought, always huh. forever. How big is that FBI facility? Oh, it's big. It's in Farmington, Utah. I'm surprised we ain't got more listeners in Utah. We always talk about how many feds listen to us and try to check out what we're doing <laughs> pretty sure the feds know where i live oh yeah <laughs> the feds definitely got my number i don't even try to play my mom's always like you shouldn't use your name i'm like why i'm a nurse they uploaded my fingerprints up into the suck up your data you know wait a minute um, you used your you don't use your real name do you oh yeah that's my real name huh yeah it's my name that's well, my name. My parents I mean, I figured I would, you know, I, I mean, I, name. huh? It's not my last name. That's, but that's my name. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I, I mean, mean, my parents were hippies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they but know I, where I'm at. Yeah. They know where I'm at. Not because of the feds. I'm talking about like, because of your, the the, no, the medical industrial complex doesn't really, oh. it's not crazy about these kind of shows. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, let me tell you, you don't make any friends in Utah doing a show about Mormons because everybody <laughs> right. is a Mormon, <laughs> including all the doctors, all the nurses. Like, it's it's so saturated. And if you're not one, then it's kind of bad. But if you left and you talk about it, then you're really screwed. So that would be me. Yeah. Um and I try to keep it on the DL about it, like for the neighbors and stuff, but I know it got out and about, so yeah. whatever. It is what it is. 
That's like me. The the plant I work at has like eight thousand people, and so <laughs> once a couple of people found out, it's just like <laughs> it it's over. It's over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I tell them all the time. They'll come up to me at work because it got around, and I told a few people, and they told a few people, and it was whatever. But then everybody knows because I interviewed one guy at my job because he's an author. Oh yeah. And he wanted people to hear the show too, you know. So that I mean, I was okay about it. But then now people come up to me and I'm I just answer like they're like, "What's the name of your podcast?" I'm like, "Are you a Mormon?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, you can have it because you're not gonna like it if you're a Mormon." Right. I, I tell them straight out. I'm like, "If you're a Mormon, you're probably gonna be offended." And <laughs> you know, I try to be honest about it and just tell them up front so they don't get hurt. But I'm like. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to hold anything back. Like a lot of these shows, like Mormon stories or, you know, with John DeLynn or any of these big ones, they're like, we're not going to talk about the temple because it's sacred. And I'm like, no, that's bad. It's like telling someone we're going to abuse you, but just shut up about it and move on. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's weird. What would, what would you say the percentage is of Mormons in your area? Oh my gosh. My specific area, Davis County, is like probably 80%. Holy God. That's crazy. You cannot, you cannot go, and it's a joke, but it's true. You cannot go a block. Every block, there's a Mormon church. And they have to run the church all day on Sunday. They have a nine o'clock meeting and an 11 o'clock meeting and a one o'clock meeting because they have so many people and they keep them on a schedule and rotate them. Wow. Because, and it's two hours long. It used to be three. And now it's two because I think they just couldn't, the buildings weren't available. There's too many of them. Everybody here is Mormon. That's why when I first started podcasting, when Josh Monday was like, you know, people are interested in your story. And I'm like, (laughs) no, you got to be kidding. He's like, no, really? He's like, you should just do a podcast. I'm like, why? I'm just a Mormon mom, you know, ex Mormon mom. Like, who cares? He's like, no, no, people have questions. You should just do it. And I'm like, okay. And then I thought he was crazy. And sure enough, yeah, well, people have (laughs) questions. Uh, Because to me, everyone here knows. Like if I were to do this show and it only aired in Utah, I would have no listeners. Because they would be like, and oh, she's speaking about anti-Mormon propaganda. Change the channel, you know. Yeah. They don't, they don't like you having any information whatsoever like that. Like they're very much like Jehovah's Witnesses where they're like, if you have questions, go to our website. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. I've had a lot of them coming to my house lately. <laughs> you got, you got the door knockers. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my gosh. I was up here one day and I had about eight beers in me. And somebody knocked on the door, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm so, yeah. are, is it okay to cuss on your show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's fine. I've been good so far. Normally, we're cussing up a storm. But anyway, I, <laughs> but anyway I, I go answer the door, and she starts reading out the Bible. And I'm like, yeah, but most of that, most of the good parts of that already got taken out by uh, Constant, <laughs> Constantine back at the Council of Nicaea. <laughs> yeah, I'm no kidding. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And she kept agreeing with me. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. And then... Uh, so you're like, then why do you have that Bible? Get a different one. <laughs> and then... So she just keeps coming back and 
same chick, different dude. She'll bring different dudes trying to talk to me. And I'm just like, you guys don't really don't want me in your church. Believe me. I'll be out here drinking in the driveway and working on my car. And they just keep come, come want to talk to me about religion. I said, yeah, I'll talk about this. I love talking about it. But yeah, my husband does that. He likes to mess with them. They'll come <laughs> up to him and he'll, they'll say like, can we share a message today? He's like, yeah. Can I ask you a bunch of questions after? Oh yeah. And they, <laughs> the last time he's like, they didn't know crap. He's like, they, he schooled them in like three minutes. He's nice about it, but yeah. he's like, you don't know your Bible. And then they, they hit you with, because they only mainly really study the book of Mormon. But they try to come at you with the Bible first because people will accept the Bible. You talking but, about Jehovah Witnesses? <clears throat> no, Mormons. Oh no, no! I thought you were talking. Well, no, you got the Jehovah Witness door knockers. Yeah, yeah. Actually. I was talking about Jehovah Witnesses. My husband did it with them too, and then they wouldn't go away. You got a lot of them like, out there. No, no. Mostly Mormons, but there was just a couple from one specific church. My husband talked with them once. He's never home. And they came huh. like all the time after that when I'm trying to take a shower or something like the worst <laughs> times ever. Julio you know, had some Mormons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. But you know uh Jehovah Witness temples, they don't have a they don't have any windows or anything. Oh wow. You ever gun, notice gun. that? No, That's a little strange. Yeah, it's part of I the control know. system. Ooh. And then all of their pamphlets too that they that they bring to you at to your door. They have to be ordered from a publication source in New York. Oh wow! The Watchtower. Yeah. What? I, hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I got a whole bunch of those. They keep giving them to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got a stack of them over there. Yeah. You're a Mormon. Oh no, I, yeah, you're Jehovah's. You uh, <laughs> dude, look at them. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, why not? They're good bathroom reading. Uh, but but i did get um a couple years ago we did get some mormons at our doorstep and they were these young kids Mm -hmm. they they couldn't have been like more than 19 years old come to find out after the fact and they were very very polite very stand-up people i believe and Mm -hmm. they came to my door and i and i kind of sympathized i'm like i thought about how many doors get slammed in their faces every day yeah. How many people ignored them, and I, and I kind of welcomed them into my house, and right. I'm surprised that they kind of came back. Oh yeah, they'll come back. The the kids, you know, it's not their fault. They go <laughs> out at 19, 18 to nineteen is when they go on their mission, and they serve for two years, and then the girls go later because they kind of want us to get married. So at about twenty one, the girls can go. You're not allowed to go till after you get married. Well, no, no. They want you to get married, so they delay it a little bit. So for girls, it's like 21. It used to be 21. It might be younger now. But the boys used to be 19, and now it's 18. So they've changed some stuff. But, yeah, it's wild. Like, And they, you know, they're just kids. Like, they have to go through the same crap I went through with the temple and all the things. But Mm -hmm. honestly, when you're doing it, you don't know anything. You don't know. You're just doing it. You really mm. aren't stopping to think about why you're doing it. Right. Like you're just doing it, you know? It's super normalized. Like the yeah. yeah. The Pledge of Allegiance. My son one day, he was like, Mom, you ever listen to the words of that? I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I don't know if it's good. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you pledge allegiance to a flag? 
like to not God to a flag. And I'm like, Hmm. I'm like, well, we got a lot of military people in our family. So your butt better be out of a chair. I know that <laughs> you don't have to say you pledge it to anything, yeah. but yeah, you better get up. And so he's like, mm. no, no, I'm not disrespectful. But like, I never thought of that. You just do it. You just yeah. do it. Right. Same thing with these kids. They're not, they just want to do their time. Literally. It's like, you got to do your time and go home. And then they get married two months later. Cause yeah, they, have sex, you know. they were called like um, I, I was calling them like elder, <laughs> elder something yeah. and elder whatever. Yeah. Um, and elders. they were young, and they were younger than me. They're, <laughs> <elder>. <laughs> they're they're elders in the in the Melchizedek priesthood. That's why they're okay. considered elders. So if you're in the in the priesthood, they become an elder when they get called to the Melchizedek priesthood at that level. So that's why they have that name. And then the girls are sisters, okay. sister, whatever. And so and they don't get the priesthood. So that's the other little problem is if like, say you went, they came to your house and you're like, yeah, I want a blessing um, because I'm sick. They can't do it. They got to call somebody else because they're girls. Like the priesthood only goes to the men and, hmm. you know, they have to call a 12 year old boy has more authority than a grown woman. So, hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, but, um, it's like the but, old but these days, kids I were, guess. these kids were really cool though. Like, um, they, they put up with a lot of stuff. Like you walk into my house, you're in my house, you're in my territory, you're in my turf. I'm going to do whatever I want. Right. And, um, while we were having a great dialogue, I was still being myself. I was still drinking beer. <laughs> I, I, I was still smoking weed in front of them. Um, but but you know what? In the end, when before they left, because they said they got called back to go back to Utah, mm -hmm. they said that they appreciated the time we spent. That their eyes had been open to um, to somebody being so different from them, but also mm -hmm. at the same time receptive to dialogue and exchange. And I felt yeah. that that was really awesome. I mean, that that's the purpose of humanity right there. You exactly. know, to be human to one another. And I think we both learned a lot from each other. Um, mm -hmm. They engaged all of my kids in conversation. And my kids all got to learn a little bit about them, too. So I, to me, it was worthwhile. I'm yeah. glad I well, accepted them and into it's my not house. The kids. Yeah, it's not the kids' fault. Like, honestly, I would never tell people just slam the door on people. Because these kids... They're good kids. You know, if they're out doing that, they're doing something admirable, kind of like the service. And all mm -hmm. the boys are encouraged to go. But some of them have to go. Like some of the parents out here will say, if you don't go on a mission, you're not going to get your college paid for. Like mm -hmm. they hold some stuff over them. And they, and like my nephew, he had a full baseball scholarship. He quit it, ruined his like whole career in baseball. Like, for for a mission i've known a lot of boys that have passed up full ride scholarships to places because this is coming right out of high school you know and yeah. and it ruins it sometimes ruins their life you know because they are pressured like everybody here expects you like and especially women like women are going to be like oh well did you go on a mission like that's part of their little checkoff list for the husband you know <laughs> And if they didn't go on a mission, then maybe you're not going to date this certain girl, you know? And so it's hard. I would imagine for the youth, it's like extra hard because 
they have to do it. They can't say no. And they're called to wherever. Sometimes they're called like my daughter's ex-boyfriend. He got called to like somewhere clear in Asia, like, like where Whoa. it was like the Amazon. It was like in the back, back, <laughs> like in a hut, you know, and they can't say no. They can't say, I don't want to go there. They have to learn crazy languages in like really fast time. They're like, don't worry, God will figure it out for you. They got to learn Swahili in six weeks. Like mm. what? You know, they can't. Mm. I mean, it's wild. And that's yeah. why, too, the FBI is interested in Mormons mm. because they do know sec like tons of language. That's you know? what I was just getting ready to say. I was going to say that was the other reason the FBI likes to recruit out there. Yep, because they could blend somebody in real quick, you know, like yeah. if they know a certain language or whatever. But and some people want to go like really exotic places and they have to go to like Provo, like right down the road. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're then they're mad there and they still can't see their families. But you know, it's sad because you're you're gone for two years, you're on a sabbatical, you can't um date, you can't talk to women, you can't go anywhere without your companion. So you can't like go at all, at all ever anywhere without your companion, except to maybe the bathroom. And so like, if you're doing laundry, they're doing laundry too. Like they are your brothers. When they say brothers keeper like that, <laughs> that's the real <laughs> thing. And so same for the girls. You can't, you can't date. You can't nothing, no, no nothing. And so you know, they're out there for two years like that if they get depressed and, and a lot of them do because they can't call home. They can't, they, they used to be now they've changed the rules on this, but it used to be, they only got to call home on Christmas and mother's day. But now I think they've loosened it up a little bit because people were leaving their mission for depression. You're taking these little kids that have never been away from their families a day in their life. And all of a sudden they can't talk to anybody, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't working. It, it was, people were having troubles and going home, like, kind of like, kind of like the military, like unfit to serve type thing, you know? Right. Yeah. I've seen a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. They go home like that. Cause, um, like my neighbor, he went on a mission and he was one of the first kids. He, he had to go to the downtown slums of Chicago. I felt so bad. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna pray for you a lot. Cause that was scary. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he said it was scary but he's brown at least at least he's brown he was like, <laughs> yeah. i mean i was okay he's like my you know the roommate i don't know but he said yeah all right because they didn't know go. back then what was going to happen you know yeah so they had to send him home but so with he's your home. with he's your happy. He went home. he's going to the military now. Heidi, with your job, did you face any obstacles like during the COVID pandemic and all that or like oh, oh my gosh. If I wasn't so desperately ill all the time, I would have been jabbed. But since I have such terrible asthma and terrible allergies, my doctor said I am not writing an exemption for anyone accept you. He's oh, like, nice. you might nice. die. He's like, you are so scary. He's like, you're allergic to white rice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And 
I got the EpiPen and everything. It's not like I get an itchy throat. Like I'll try and die, you know? Yeah. And he's like, all right, you know, I'll sign you a paper. So I was pressured. Everybody was pressured. We lost a lot of nurses. Um, a lot of people just said no. And they did the whole thing on uh, like their patriarchal, patriotic right, something, something, wrote a big thing. And a lot of them got to stay. But if they didn't like you, they shoved you off, you know. Yeah, they can find a way. Offered. You know how it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so I was lucky because I had a medical, but like everybody else, not so lucky, you know. It was it was bad. And they were shoving it to people. And they were like mandatory testing mandatory this man they put in a a face temperature scanner like when you walk in the door you got a laser beam your face yeah. and everything we had that bad. in my work too yeah it was stupid yeah. and now it doesn't even i'm like that was thousands of dollars and now it's like collecting dust we don't right i don't Every, think it was ever that accurate like, nobody even cares about that shit anymore it's just so funny no. how it just blew over because hey you know who ended COVID? Putin. Really? Putin. Well, I'm glad. When he, when he, well, I'm glad because it's when, stupid. When Putin started invading Ukraine, that's when everybody forgot about COVID. That's true. That, well, you know? it's and always, they knew it wasn't going to work. Yeah. Right. It's always <laughs> got to be the next big thing. You know what I'm saying? There's still some people that are wearing masks and doing this and that. But oh, yeah. We got them the here, too. Part, it's stupid. Yeah. For the most part, I think most most people here are over it, you know, at this point, I hope. Because I the whole thing with me was, I mean, as much as I started learning, I was like, these masks don't do any good. Even the N95, if you have it fitted and perfect, perfect, it's still not going to help because it's way too small of a particle. And OSHA came out and the guy that does the mask fittings because my husband works in a mine and so they have the mask with like the big like they look like scary y2k stuff like you know yeah. real respiratory <laughs> so, and i was yeah. like oh my gosh yeah like it's crazy looking because he does dynamite and stuff like that sometimes and so they, he said only that kind of mask would work and nobody's gonna walk around with that on no it's impossible so the osha guy came out and said to the schools you have to do this in your in your actual systems in your air ducts and all this stuff and that's why i think it ended too because they were like oh crap we don't have the money for that you know like yeah. they're not about to do that that's going to be so much money to negative airflow everything we mm -hmm. as healthcare providers we only have like two or three rooms like that because there's so much money they're not going to yeah. do that everywhere. Well, you've seen the videos. People will, like, hit a vape pen and then put their mask on and yeah. blow it out and it will go right through it. That comes right it's like, out. come on, man. <laughs> well, and then you touch them. And as soon as, like, even in surgery, people are like, oh, what about surgery? I'm like, yeah, but we're just trying to keep, keep spit and stuff out of things. Like, we're really yeah. not – we're not trying to keep back to – it's not going to work like that, you know? Yeah. We're just trying to make sure nothing goes in there that wasn't yours. You know, if it's yours, great, you know. Right. But there's an old nurse that's saying if it's if it's wet and it's not yours, don't touch it. You know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like surgery, you know. Yeah. Just your hands out of there. But I mean, we all knew 
from the get-go and that's why i was so adamant from like the second week i was like this doesn't make any sense you know and so ryan christian on the last american vagabond do you know who he is sounds familiar amazing podcast he cites all his work at the bottom so all the studies he uses any JAMA studies, anything like that, it's at the bottom. So I was going and reading all these medical journal studies. And so I was going to work and telling people, and I almost got in deep crap for it. <laughs> I had a doctor walk up behind me and I was blah, 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 blah. And some, and he said, that's not true. And I was like, who is behind me? I was like, uh-oh. You know, you do that whole like, like, and he, and now when he sees me, he's like, hey, hi. <laughs> Yeah, because you knew I was right. Like, hey, they're said, never going to say they were wrong, you know. Right. He says, that's not true. You're like, hey, man, you're going to have to go talk to the last American vagabond. Uh, yes, he's, so <laughs> he's, he's a good one, man. Yeah. And he, he does his own show all by himself, no interviews, yeah. three to five hours long sometimes. Wow. That's, tons of research. Tons that's of difficult. Research. I couldn't do it. I talked to myself a couple times, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I've I done, made a couple. They're they're bad. I don't know. I did a few of them and I surprised myself because I just kept talking, and I'm like, you know, if like I could, if I had a slideshow, like if I was showing a picture and and like this is this and blah, I could do that. Yeah. But man, I don't know about just chitty chatting with myself. <laughs> so you put <laughs> videos it. out, right? Where do you do yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, I just put them up on Spotify. Spotify does video now. And I oh, do really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify. If you, even if you go through another server, like say Spreaker or whatever, or RSS, yeah. you can still upload the original through uh, Spotify and it will send it to there. So uh -huh. it'll suck it over for the audio. Yeah. Maybe we should try get, that. Yeah. Yeah. You can get um, a free you can get freely like video editing where it will split the audio. So you can make it nicer. If you're funny about audio clarity or whatever, you can split it, take it off, put your nice one in there, whatever. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, here's what we have. Yeah, That's right. what it was. I don't, uh, people are like, it's so hard to edit video. I'm like, don't edit the video. Like just put right. it out. Like it's a podcast. It's, know? I don't edit shit. It's like, I just, I just put it out, and There's I've been had some couple, regrettable moments. Yeah, we've had some. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we, and it's only so audio. Bathroom or something that yeah. I'll edit that out, but that's about it. Like, I mean, and some people have like, okay, there's been people that have sent me stuff that I'm like, okay, clearly your editing skills for clarity, like audio, how it sounds, like they got it down. But I don't know how to do that. So this is what they get, you know? Yeah. I'm like, sorry, guys. I tried <laughs> You know? Yeah. It's hard. Like, I'm not, I put my intro on, and that's about, that took me forever, too. I was like, no, this is hard. And if it gets too hard, guess what? That won't go on there either. Sometimes <laughs> they just start. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, that's enough. If, if it gives me too much hassle, I, you know, we're doing this because we like it. We don't get really paid. Yeah, man. Like, Just to get stuff off off our chest, right? Yeah. Well, and most podcasters pay for their service, pay for this, pay for mm, that. By the mm, time mm, you're never mm, gonna come out 
You're like, you're like, not me though. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just do everything that way. And then even if you don't want, like some people only put the audio out for regular and then for their Patreon, they'll put the video. Yeah. I don't do that right now because I think that's, I don't know how I feel. I feel like Patreon should be like, here's my show and here's extra stuff. Like the extra things. Not take away, like not take away something I already do. But everybody does it different. Yeah, it's, I mean, I got a good job. I'm just, we're just doing this for fun. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to fucking quit my job or nothing. I'm just having a good time. Know what How I mean? would we even? Yeah, I don't even think. I bet unless you're like the top upper echelon, like Sam or you know somebody like Joe, you know who I, you know I'm talking about. I don't know yeah. if we can say their names, so I'm just doing first names. But you get who I'm saying. Like those people probably make a lot of money, but the rest of us, we're just we're yeah. just here for fun. It's know? like yep, yeah. It's not yep. probably not going to happen, but it doesn't matter. It's it's about no. it's about uh, getting it off your chest and feeling better and uh yeah. trying to make well, a little bit of a difference people. you know what i yeah, mean yeah exactly that's the thing like if we're all trying to help people like especially nowadays like it is so weird that after covid people became so introverted and so Man. now you you have to do it this way because if you go up to somebody at a store I literally tapped a lady on the shoulder at the store because she was like 90 and bagging her own <laughs> groceries. And I was like, hey, go help her. I was with my husband I, and he's a big old buck. I'm like, I got this. Go help that lady. You know, yeah. he's like, no, no, he's shyer than me. He's like, I don't want to go. So I did it because I'm like, well, as a woman, I mean, I get it for him asking. So I tapped her and I said, he's a great helper. He'd like to help you. And she's like, ah! She like screamed. <laughs> she like yelled, and I'm like, "Wait, what? How did we become so ridiculous that you are afraid of everyone? You know, yeah. like that didn't used to be a thing. You know, and so yeah, I well, feel like you have to do it this way. You remember them videos that were coming out of China, where people were like having seizures and falling down. And everybody thought oh, it was yeah. COVID. So. Yeah. My wife was at the grocery store when it all started, and some dude literally fell down and started having like a, a seizure. Seizure, oh, not COVID. It was what it what, just like a regular seizure. Yeah, he, it was probably terrifying. And some old dude that was near him just started hauling ass. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I mean, at the first, like, really, yeah. I understand it. Right, right. Because at the first, you'd be terrified. Like, I know I sat at home and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to go to work like this. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, you thought it was real. Like, we thought it was real. And so I'm like, I am I hope I don't die. Like, I was scared. Yeah, I was right. like, I don't want to go to work and die. Like, yeah. and my husband got the same. And we got these letters in the mail. Like, you're an essential worker. And all this crap of a letter. And I kept my letter because I'm like, someday this is going to be really a weird thing to show your kid. Right. You know, like yeah. your grandkid. Like, look, I was an essential worker, like, from the president, you know. I'm like, yeah. that's such a weird thing that happened. And I'm like, we all just let it happen. And a couple of our friends were already conspiracy people. And they were like, nope, it's going to be, it's it's martial law, blah, 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 blah. They, like, yeah. kept saying, like, 
I mean, no, it got pretty. No. It got yeah. pretty close though. It got close mm -hmm. enough for me. Oh, and, it was way too close. I don't think the American people will stand for it twice. No, I and so. I and I think they're going to try to roll out round two with this white long oh, pneumonia because of the but election. Then they tried that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The then they can steal another election because yeah. you know we won't be able to go. But the whole thing is is. And I know I'm going to get it for this because a lot of people are super into like, oh, Trump or Biden or whatever. I'm like, they go have dinner together after this is done. Like they're they are all controlled by the same people. But I will say this. It was a better life when he was in versus what we got now. That's we got a I, disaster. Yeah, that's what I keep saying. I don't I ain't. I'm not worried about anybody invading the United States. That is my least of my worries. But how much does the gas cost when you're in office? Oh, my god! That's all I yeah. give and a shit on, about. Well, and then on top of that, you got to remember, like, okay, are they doing are they doing controlled opposition where they're making it look like this? They're making it be the worst thing ever. They're making gas be that bad. They're making all these things happen so that we will jump to the next candidate that can make it better. And then is that going to be the great deception? that comes like i don't know yeah. you know people are like putting all the if you put your faith in political people i am sorry you are sorely mistaken mm. nobody cares about you they can i tell yeah. my mom all the time she's like very patriotic because she was raised in that era where they were and i'm like mom do you care about the ants that you spray in your house in the summer do you care about them and their families do you She's like, what? I'm like, no, you don't. You don't care about those ants. They got families and they got kids too. They probably got a lot of kids and you don't care about those ants and they don't care about us just the same, you know? Right. And I know they were up to something with all those DNA tests and all this getting really popular. They're, they were looking for something. They're, they're up to something. It's more than just Chinese cloning. Forget that. They've been doing that since 2006. If you go look at CloneAid, CloneAid came out and said in 2006 or 2003, I can't, it's 2003, that they cloned the first person clear back then in 2003. CloneAid came out and said, we cloned her. Her name is Eve. Nice, nice little biblical thing there. Like right. Eve, right? Okay. So then I've seen the same people, these CloneAid people again, because they're weird. They're so weird. They're like total culty weirdos. Like they got Kung Fu outfit like on. You'll see like, you know, I'm serious. He wears like a kimono, like a Japanese kimono, but he's a white guy. And he's like five foot two. And he's got like the pencils in his hair and stuff. And I'm like, this is who's cloning people. Like, okay. And then he came out and this was not in a conspiracy realm. The first one was on CNN. And the second one was on 60 Minutes in 2015, talking about cloning people. And I'm like, well, no shit. They cloned the sheep. You know they didn't stop there. Come on now. Right. Think they just said, oh, it's against the morals. No, they didn't. They don't care. They don't care. You know? And if it's a religious practice, they probably are protected. So that dude with the kimono, you think he was like a Steven Seagal fan or what? Oh, I'll tell you his name. They have like a certain name. They're so weird. They are like, they're like, you know, those people that, um, that 
died because they all and they wore the Nikes and the purple. What were mm-hmm. oh the Kool Aid? They're like that. They're like that. But it's called realism. R A E L I S M. And so they they have a whole thing. It was founded in the 1970s by Claude Virilian, now known as Rayal. And this guy is so freaking weird. You have to look him up. And if you look him up, the third article down, if you put in clone aid religion, the third article down says Rayal defends claims of cloned baby January 3rd, 2003, that they cloned wow. a baby last week. This is CNN.com, not like cuckoobird.com. This is like CNN. <laughs> so I'm like, they definitely did it. They definitely did it. I think they did it before. I think they've been doing it. I think America. Okay. So all those cabbage patch postcards of the babies with the, have you seen these from the old fashioned like 1900s and the babies coming out of cabbages? It's a weird shit. When you get off of here, go onto YouTube and put in <laughs> mind unveiled, mind unveiled. Okay. He will blow your mind. You will definitely think there are cabbage babies after you watch that. It is so weird. And I'm like, I could see it. I mean, because the thing that the lady that's in the postcard, she's always in red. Well, what does that represent? The Scarlet Horror of Babylon. What does she bring in? She ushers in the end of the world, right? She's the mother of all, all evil. And so, like, it just makes you go, hmm. And Matt from The Great Deception does an excellent job on the Cabbage Babies. He's he's really that's, good. Have you heard of him? <clears throat> oh, yeah, I've heard him, but I, didn't, I haven't yeah. heard about the uh, Cabbage Mind Babies at all. Yeah, yeah, Matt did a full series on the Cabbage mm-hmm. Babies. You'll have to go watch it. It's weird. It's I did hear him talk about them orphan trains. Now, that's the first place yeah. I heard about yep. that. Yeah. And he, he did the Cabbage Babies, the Orphan Trains, and the the babies at the freaking fair. What was that about? Like, okay, this is great. Like, oh, we have too many babies, and they're all orphans, and we can't take care of them, so we have all these orphanages. But let's yeah. save all the babies born too early because we need to make more humans in the world that don't have parents. So save all of them. we got to find a way to save them too. And so we're saving more people that don't have parents. That doesn't even make sense. That right. doesn't make any sense. Let them die. I know that <laughs> sounds horrible, it, but it's natural selection. Like if they're born too early, you let them die. But where the hell did their moms go? Because I know this as a mom of four biological kids, six total kids in general. There's no way as a mom no. I'm walking away and giving my baby to somebody and being like, peace out. Nope. That doesn't, that's not you're not going to do that no. stretch marks and all right you're just gonna give the baby <laughs> up like no right. i don't think so so all right. that's just me though how long you usually that. run one minute let's see we're at an hour and uh 13 this is a part i will edit out <laughs> one second Let's see if I fix it this way. Of course, right, as we're talking about really conspiratorial stuff. What happened? It's like, that's enough. Shut her up. You guys can still keep talking. There we go. It should be working. (laughs) Ah, They're like, that's enough of her. Turn her off. (laughs) 
But yeah, no, I just think that like they they have known certain things for so long and they have done certain things for so long that I'm sorry. Like there was also weird stuff on those um, on the NICU babies and the incubated baby thing. It was weird because they had like instructions for people like when a baby. Like they had like pamphlets for people like they'd never seen a human baby before. Wow. What? Like, why would you, why would you need that? Why would you need that? Like, maybe you should check its diaper. Maybe you should feed it food, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, why don't you know this already? Uh, but is that a, is that a new thing or, or has that been going on? I, like, I don't think my mom ever got a pamphlet like that. Right. No, this is back in the, this was like with these cabbage babies in the 18, oh, so really? like 1890s to 19. Yeah. Like at the World Fair, right? They got these pamphlets. Yeah, yeah, the World's Fair. World and they Fair, were they used to like, sell kids. Babies on display. Yeah, on di- and and people get upset about slavery, and I'm like, hey, a bunch of kids got given away for free. At least somebody paid something for you. These kids got given away for nothing. <laughs> oh, so they <laughs> were they free. Were I didn't know that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they were abused. Like they, you know, why they give them up up for adoption? Because the Freemasons were the ones running the orphan trains. This is real. People can look this up. They were the ones that started the trains. They would go to the Freemason area, which usually had a stage. They would put them up on the stage so people could come look at their teeth and their arms and see if they were strong or healthy and like look at them like dogs or cattle. Mm, yeah. And, and they then would... that's why you're up for adoption because you're up on a stage. And they would wind up working on farms. Most usually. Yes, that's where we get the term. Don't you think it's weird that we've always, we don't even blink at this. Think of the Princess Bride. He was the what? The farm boy. What the hell is a farm boy? Why was he there? Where did he come from? Like, you're not supposed to marry the farm boy. Well, where's his parents? What's happening with this kid over here? Why does he live with these people? That was a very common thing. And some of them made them their family, but some of them abused them and treated them horribly. You know, and there's people that were interviewed. Yeah, these were real things that happened. And when they tried to go back and find out about their real families, they're like, you don't need to know that. You were, uh, as soon as you were baptized as a Catholic down the street with your new parents, that's what's on your shit. And that's all you're getting. Hmm. Literally. (laughs) And, And that's why back in the day, they used to not ever, you know how it was like a stigma to talk about being adopted. Like you didn't talk about it. People would say, well, you didn't ask your parents those things. You didn't ask your mom or dad if you were, you you just didn't do that. It wasn't done. Huh, yeah. But nowadays it's all open. You know, right, it's right. like, oh, yeah. So it makes you wonder how come, where the hell did all those kids come from? Because there is not any mothers that I know, very few, maybe one in, a, maybe one in 30 that would just be like, nah, stretch marks got fat whatever boobs leaking just give the kid you know just i don't want it like that's not gonna happen a quarter of a million times that's crazy right Mm -hmm. and only white kids and and only like it just seems weird you know it just it doesn't something's not right there you might deserve reparations fox (laughs) no kidding (laughs) i'm telling you 
America is some dodgy people. They think that we are all, <laughs> we're all formed and, and patriotic. Like, oh, they came here for religious freedom. I'm like, no, they didn't. They came yeah. here because they were Freemasons and they wanted to escape being tortured. Yep. That's what this, this nation was formed on Freemasonry. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was surprised to find out that, uh, there's Freemason, uh, symbology in, in like, in different structures and buildings throughout all of Latin America. It's everywhere. Like from yeah. Mexico all the way down to Argentina and Chile. You know that the John D's mirror that he got, that weird black mirror that he summoned all the angels was from an Aztec. From the Aztecs, he never went there. Like, really? how did that happen? Like, he was like, it just appeared one day. That's what he told everyone, too. And I believe him because he was <laughs> real weird, you know? And I'm like, there was some weird stuff going on in general, and there still is. The thing is, and my mom always, I, we have this talk. My husband will love this part. We're with his family the other day. They're very LDS. They're very mainstream, and they're very straight-laced. And I don't know what came up. I should have not said anything. But anyways, they said, I said, oh, it was elections. And I said, oh, it doesn't even matter. They'll go have lunch afterward, you know. And he goes, well, the dad goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, they're all on the same team. And he goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, everything's run by the same people. And his mom says, well, who are they? And I said, listen, a real gangster like John Gotti, he went down, but he wasn't over the mob. You want to know why? Because you know his name. Real gangsters, you don't know their name. You're never going to know their name. You're never going to know their boss. They don't know. Nobody knows. And so you're not going to know, but there is 13 elite bloodline families that kind of control things. And she's like, well, who do you think's in charge? And I'm like, you're never going to know that. Not ever. Nope. And probably even what we do know is probably half a lie because real gangsters, you don't know their name. Like I was raised by a bunch of criminals and I know that much. <laughs> like, no, my grandpa was a one percenter in, in a motorcycle club and my uncle was a sundowner. You don't know the names of the people that are in charge. It's just a thing, right. you know? Yeah. And if you do, you don't want to talk anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, um, you're not going to make it. Yeah. Hey, so I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna air this on our show. Yeah, of course, of course. So, uh, just I about just that. for all my listeners, why don't you tell everybody your your podcast and everything? Because I don't sure. put no links in anything like that. Maybe okay. one day I will, but I'm not there yet. Not doing it right now. I am at the Unfiltered Rise. I am Heidi Love at the Unfiltered Rise podcast. I'm on everywhere podcasts are served. I'm currently still on YouTube right now. I am on Instagram. Uh, unfiltered rise podcast and patreon at unfiltered rise podcast as well so i'm easy to find i kept it uniform yeah Yeah, so look for her at unfiltered rise it's a good show and then you guys do do yours as well so that they know right we're the we're the conspiracy soldiers podcast you can get it anywhere and then we're on instagram too conspiracy soldiers got any last words there garlic parm no, I just I didn't hear any beer cracking today. So no. <laughs> I was pausing it because we got a lady on the show. Oh, <laughs> we were we just we've been on our best behavior on this. We podcast. have. We really have. I think I've said less cuss words ever since we started. 
I know, me too. <laughs> Don't worry. I went on Cult of Conspiracy. I'm good. <laughs> no. They were good boys. I'm too yeah. good. But Davy Wavy, he cracks beers all the time on him. <laughs> now we should do mind. this again. We should do this again, yeah. though. I should have wrote down more questions. No, no, I think it was good. I like him when that too, when it just goes where it goes. Like, yeah. Like we're BSing just to BS. Like, but I know there's a lot of stuff that I, like when I was at work, I was thinking, I'm like thinking about stuff and I forgot a, probably half of it. So we well, should, that's all right. yeah, yeah, we should do it down. again. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Anytime. All uh, right. I hope you guys had a fun time. I appreciate you guys coming on too. All right. Thanks, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. You bye too. bye. Bye. Bye.